Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Hello, lovers, and welcome to the podcast. Before we dive into the meat and juice of this episode, I want to take a moment and express some gratitude to the internet. The internet is a really special place. (laughs) Many of us, including me, wouldn't have really discovered Tantra or sacred sexuality if it weren't for this incredible invention. And none of you would be listening to these words right now if it weren't for the gift of the internet. So I love the internet. Thank you to the internet gods. And I deeply desire to expand beyond it, to experience more real life love, community, and connection in 2023. This year, I am committed to creating more in-person opportunities than ever before, and I would be so grateful for you to join me. So I have a consistent stream of diverse upcoming events, workshops, gathering retreats, and conscious play opportunities, all of which can be found on my website, www.talktantratome.com. And then under the events tab, you can see all the juicy things that are coming up. So check that out. Can't wait to give you a big squeeze in real life. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, I'm going to be sharing a tool. It is a conversation structure that I use before I have any new intimate or sexual partner. And it is called the spread conversation. This is a conversation that is very popular in many sex positive communities. I first discovered it at ISTA and it is now the, uh, the format that I teach at all of my retreats as well as my play parties. So the idea and the intention of this conversation is that we all feel really safe and empowered moving forward intimately with another person. So the SPREAD conversation is an acronym. So each of the letters in SPREAD, S-P-R-E-A-D, represents a different like thing that needs to be addressed in a conversation. So with that being said, again, this is a conversation that if I'm going to, if I'm, if I'm feeling calls to being intimate with someone, I always address these five things within the spread conversation before moving forward and deciding how I'd like to connect with someone really intimately. And this has become increasingly important as I now have a partner. And it also has to do with not just keeping myself safe, but also keeping my other partner safe and feeling really good and secure in our relationship. So I'm going to go ahead and go through the letters and then I'll chat more about kind of how I broached this conversation and how it feels for me, etc. So the first letter in spread is S and S represents sexual health. So 
before I have sex with anyone, I want to know, you know, what were your recent STI panels? What were the results? When was it? Um, what was tested? Was it just, you know, the really common ones like gonorrhea and chlamydia, or did you also test test for HIV and syphilis and all of those things? So I'll definitely ask them, you know, about that as well as any risky behaviors they might've had since their last test. So it's not just what were your results and when were you last tested between that test? Has there been any risky behavior? Meaning have you had unprotected sex with anyone else, whether it be penetrative, you know, oral, et cetera. So I can kind of weigh, what are my risks here? What am I opening myself up to? One thing that we often say within the community is, are the loops closed? Meaning, you know, an example would be, oh yeah, I was recently tested uh, a couple of months ago and it was a full panel. Uh, I was tested for gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis, HIV, as well as, I'm forgetting the last thing that they test at my clinic, but they tested these things. It was all negative. I've had two partners since then. One is my primary partner. Um, We do not use condoms, uh, but he was also tested at the same time. And we are in constant communication, making sure that all of our partners are either have been protected or are, you know, super up to date on their tests. So the loops are closed. An open loop might be, you know, I go, I, I have a a lover and he says, Hey, since I last saw you, um, I've seen another person and we had penetrative sex without a condom. She hasn't been tested recently. I was tested just before we connected. So there's a potential that I could have gotten something, you know, I could have picked up something from that connection. I'm not sure what the likelihood is on that because we didn't, I didn't speak with her about her sexual health. So that would be an open loop. What would need to happen is that lover, that male lover would need to get tested again so that he would know that 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 open loop with that person that he didn't have the sexual health conversation with and didn't use protection with did not create any new infection or disease of any kind. So that would be an open loop until that test comes through and then it's closed. And then it's like, great, we all feel good. We can move forward, et cetera. So that represents S. Next is going to be P. So P represents protection and pregnancy as well as pronouns and preferences. So protection and pregnancy would be expressing your desire for what type of protection is used if it will be used at all, as well as thinking about things like, you know, are there any contraceptives that are being taken? What happens if you were to get pregnant? And one of the things that I would often say, especially before, you know, I had my current partner was, you know, not currently on birth control. And if I were to get pregnant from this interaction, there's a very high likelihood that I would move forward with the pregnancy and I would have the child. So it's something that you should be aware of. I'm not totally sure what, how I would feel about that, what my reaction would be, but you know, that would be likelihood. Or you could say, I've had friends um, tell me that they use this, this same format and they will tell the person if I get pregnant, I will have an abortion. I will do it. 
I want to have a, I'm not open to having children at this time with you or whatever, or anyone or whatever. There doesn't even need to be a qualifier, but just also recognizing that. And so that could kind of frame, it's not saying, well, we're not going to have sex now because, you know, you will or won't have the baby. And I disagree with your point of view. It's more about, okay, based on that, are we going to use protection or are we not? Or am I not open to penetrative sex with you, Um, et cetera. So that kind of covers the protection and the pregnancy piece, but you'll also want to talk about pronouns and preferences, especially if you do have pronouns that are not, you know, the ones that you were born with, or you are having some sort of transition or otherwise, or you perceive that your, your potential partner might have that. You also might want to speak into what your preferences are in terms of what you want to be called or not called within the experience. So I'm someone that interacts mostly in a heteronormative space. I do interact with women occasionally. I have an episode of this podcast all about bisensuality, which is going to be episode 77. If you're interested in hearing about that. Um, Uh, but generally speaking, I don't go too deep into pronouns and pronouns because, uh, it's generally kind of obvious. So it's something that if you feel like it's obvious, you can just skate over that one. Um, but it's not a bad idea if there's any level of uncertainty to, you know, bring that up. Uh, one thing that, you know, might also be considered as preferences in terms of like how you want to be spoken to in the interaction. So I once worked with a client who, was dating someone new and he was very aggressive sexually and, you know, would call her kind of like, Oh, you're just my little whore, you know, things like that. And that felt really icky to her. And and I don't, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. I personally love to have all flavors in my sexual experiences. Sometimes I want to be called a goddess and a queen. And sometimes I want to be a little girl and other times I want to be a whore and that's totally fine. But you may have a preference and or you may be specifically triggered by being called one thing or another. And this might also be a time to speak into that preference as well. Um, So, yeah, just something to consider there. But mainly, you know, talking about do you want to be considered a she, her or they, them or a him, his and just, you know, keeping that in mind as well. Um, you know, when we're working with sexual energy, it is very vulnerable and it is very easy to be triggered. So if you have a preference around that, might as well just speak it out so that you feel really good and empowered and supported by your potential sexual partner. The next letter is R. So R represents relationship status, style, and agreements. So this is the time to talk about Do you have any other relationships? What do those look like? How do those individuals feel about you relating with another person? So, you know, depending, this is a really good time to consider what your intentions are for connecting with that person as well. You know, maybe you're poly and you want to say, you know, I have other partners. They all know that I'm poly. They would have, you know, they all are, are okay with me connecting with other people. Or maybe you say, you know, we're actually monogamous and I, I, and I haven't spoken to them about, you know, us interacting sexually. That might be something, so that might limit how deep I want to connect with you. Maybe we just cuddle and have a, a nice talk this time. And next time there's an opportunity to go deeper, but I want you to know that, or maybe, you know, my partner and I have a don't ask, don't tell situation where we're open, but she doesn't want to hear about it. She doesn't want to know about it. You know, so just so you know that uh, that that's a part of my dynamic. 
you know, and there's been, there's been times in my life where I've turned down that don't ask, don't tell partner, because I didn't really like feeling like I was a secret. And other times it's been not such a big deal because it's, I'm in a more fluid space and I know that I'm not really going to be seeing this person anymore. So it's, I don't, I don't mind being that secret. So that's something to consider right now. My partner and I are exploring monogamish style. So I would share with my potential new sexual partner. Hey, I have another partner. They're my primary partner. There is no possibility of me opening up to deep commitment with you or anyone else because I'm already deeply committed to this individual, but I am open to connecting within the agreed boundaries that my primary partner and I have set. And that really excites me. How does that feel for you? And that person might be like, you know what, actually, like I'm not open to being anything, but the number, like, I only want to interact with people that are interested in primary partnership with me. So actually I'm going to be a no to this, this connection with you. So there's lots of different ways for that to come out. And that's why it's really important to share. What is your relationship style? Are you monogamous? Are you poly? Are you exploring solo poly? What level of openness do you have with your partner or closeness? Are you single? What are you looking for in a partner? Who are, what types of people are you willing to interact with based on your, based on your intention for dating and connecting intimately? So that's one thing that you're going to want to really go deep with on our, so your relationship style and agreements. Uh, the next letter is going to be E and E represents emotions. So the thing to consider with this is the question, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for you? So, you know, something that I often say when I'm connecting with someone intimately or sexually is that, you know, emotions usually are very important for me in the process of connecting sexually with another person. Meaning if we are to connect intimately and sexually, it means that I'm going to feel an emotional connection to you. And I want you to, I want you to be aware of that. It doesn't necessarily mean that I need you to hold my emotions. It doesn't necessarily mean that I need you to text me every day until we die. <laughs> but I want you to know that I, I'm going to feel an emotional attachment to you. And this is always going to, I'm always going to have a special connection with you based on this interaction. Uh, I would also often say something along the lines of, you know, I might, I, I would, it would mean a lot for me if, if you could be aware of that and really, you know, ask me how I'm feeling as a part of this experience as well. Um, you know, as you know, a single person again, might come into the dynamic and they might feel like if I'm going to connect intimately with you, it means that I want you to be my partner or I'm seriously considering dating you and want you to be my life partner, maybe. Whereas someone else might be like, I actually want no emotional connection. I'm deeply devoted to another person or I actually just am not a very emotional person and I'm not looking for that sort of connection. So within that whole realm, emotions are really important so that we can all get on the same page and understand what does this mean for you? so that we're not engaging with someone that is not in alignment or someone that we might hurt or we might be hurt or triggered by because of our unset expectations around our emotional connection to that individual and to that experience that we are going to share. Hello, lover. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And thank you for your patience with this brief interruption as I ask for a quick favor. If this podcast resonates with you, I would love to hear it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective and your reviews also help this podcast become more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to find it and more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. 
Thank you again. Take these couple of minutes to hit pause, write a quick review, and then let's get back to the episode. So that was E, emotions. Next, we have A, and A represents aftercare needs and expectations. So aftercare could any, look anything like, you know, after the end of our session, I would like for you to offer me food or water, or I will need some cuddling, or if we're going to connect, I want to stay the night, or I can't stay the night tonight and I need to leave. So I want you to understand that I'm going to need to, to do that. <laughs> One of the aftercare things I... I always ask for, regardless of where I'm at with my relationship with my partner or otherwise, I always say, I'd like to check in tomorrow. I'd like to have a check-in the next day, just see how we're both feeling, kind of have a little debrief, et cetera. Um, So that's A, aftercare and expectations. And the next, the last one is D, is to decide. And within that, what you're doing in this session, in this part of the, the experience is you're looking through letters S through A, and you're considering all of these things that you're, you've talked about, and then you're deciding what level of connection am I open to based on knowing all of this. So now that I've had this connection and I know that they were recently tested and I know that their partner is aware of other connections and is open to it. And I, I have this understanding of their expectations. And I know that I want to use protection based on all of that. How, what kind of connection do I want to have? Do I want to have penetrative sex with them? Or do I just want to cuddle? What is on the table for me? What feels alive for me? And from there, you would talk about desires, fears, and boundaries. So what do you desire with this person? Are there any fears related to that desire? And what are your boundaries? So, you know, again, an example of that might be, I have this whole conversation with this new lover at a play party. And I might say, you know, based on our conversation, you know, I desire to engage with you orally within my relationship boundaries and your relationship boundaries. It sounds like penetrative sex is off the table. Um, within that, we don't have really as much fear around uh, pregnancy. Um, I'm comfortable not using protection for oral, but definitely want to understand that those STIs can still be spread via oral. So I'm, 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 I want to know a little bit more about your sexual health based on that. Um, you know, fears, uh, my, I have a partner that's also here. He's, he is supportive of this relationship, but I do have a fear that I'm going to be in my head a little bit because I'm, I might be a little bit worried about their feelings. So I just want to put that out there and boundaries. My boundaries, no penetrative sex. My boundary is, um, if you were to penetrate with me with your fingers or anything else, just asking consent before. So those are some examples of me going through des uh, desires, fears, and boundaries after having the conversation of understanding more about all these other elements that are going to play into the potential of this connection. So again, this, this outline of S-P-R-E-A-D, this acronym that helps you, you know, touch all those bases is... It's there as an asset for you to help you remember to touch on all these things, but it doesn't need to be like a checklist that you're going off. You know, 
when connecting with a new person. It's not like, okay, let's do this. It can be sexy and it can be fun and it can be playful. It can be a form of foreplay, in fact. And I have a whole episode of this podcast, episode 65, called Sexy Consent Skills and Boundaries that can give you a little bit more of a context for how to do this conversation in a more playful and engaging way. So I recommend that if you're feeling like a little bit of a resistance towards having this conversation and you're having a little bit of fear around communicating it with like, to me, we often, you know, stay away from having these sorts of conversations because we're afraid that it's going to mess up the spontaneity of the experience and it's going to feel too prescribed when in reality, when you have this conversation, you know, you actually feel a lot safer which creates more space for exploring and playing within the boundaries that you've created. To me, when I don't have this conversation and I don't talk about my desires, fears, and boundaries sexually, I'm so in my head worried, oh my God, am I going to get an STI from this experience? Or, you know, I hope he doesn't come in me because I don't want to get pregnant or I hope he doesn't put his finger in my butt because that's that's a boundary of mine and I didn't say that. And now the entire time I'm worried about him putting something in my butt instead of being present for the actual pleasure that's available to me in that moment. So that is why we have these conversations and why I highly recommend them. And again, why I have this conversation before I engage with anyone sexually. And for me, when I go through that and that conversation, I'm able to get clear on, okay, like based on all this, like, who I actually think that I would be open, like to do more than I thought I originally would because I feel safer and there's more on the table. And this is so juicy. Um, Or like, ooh, I'm glad I talked about that because I really dodged a bullet. I could have opened myself up to a potential STI that I brought back to my partner and feeling good about that. I still love you. Why don't you get tested and then let's have this conversation again? So for me, this is just a non-negotiable at this point and something that I highly recommend. But I also want to validate that it can feel kind of edgy and a little bit vulnerable having these conversations in the beginning because it's new and it's something that, you know, it's difficult because we have so much fear and shame around sexuality as a collective, but it's such an opportunity for us to change the narrative for generations to come by creating a sense of empowerment and normalcy around talking about these topics. We're, we're, by having these conversations, we're stripping away the taboo. We're stripping away the fear and the guilt. And we're allowing ourselves to really step into these spaces, feeling super secure and confident and empowered. And that changes. That's a change that's going to last for generations to come, which is such a beautiful gift that you get to bring to this world. So I hope that that inspires you for me you know, when I first started having these conversations, by and far, the reaction was, wow, I've never thought about it this way. I'm so glad you asked me that. Um, and, and it's been met with a lot of like joy and gratitude. And to me, if anyone is resistant to having this conversation, it's a very clear sign that they are not energetically aligned with me. And I actually don't want them inside of me or on me at all. I actually want distance. 
And so it's actually a really good way to kind of filter through the potential humans for you to engage with and up level, you know, your standards, which is another really, really juicy and empowering thing. So with that being said, I again want to validate that that can feel a little crunchy at times. And if you're feeling that resistance and you're like, oh, I'm not really sure how to do that, or I'd like a little bit more support and having those conversations or even just getting clear on what my desires are, um, I definitely recommend that you reach out to me. I do work with individuals one-on-one in uh, helping them kind of work through that sexual shadow work and come into this space feeling ignited and really lit up by themselves and by this potential for connection and depth and intimacy within their relationship to themselves and others. And if you are interested in connecting with, with me in that way, head to my website and click the work with me tab. I do work in person with people one-to-one and in couples doing deep dive tantra ceremonies. I'm also available for private hire. If you have like small group of friends, bachelor party, bachelorette party, and you'd like to work with some of these tantra energies, you can reach out for that. And most exciting, definitely check out the in-person events and retreats that I have. Um, again, this is something where you can practice this conversation and all these other skills in containers with people that are equally dedicated to this way of being in this lifestyle. So, you know, again, head to my website and then click the events tab and you'll see there's a couple of retreats always on the books, as well as some in-person experiences, especially in Austin, but occasionally there's some pop-ups in other parts of the world. So check that out. If you're not able to come or be one-on-one, I also have uh, opportunities to work virtually, which are equally incredible and accessible and just super juicy. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality with so much gratitude and love. Have a sexy and spiritual day. And I'll catch you next week on Talk Tantra to Me. Ta-ta.